a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Now, we've all heard the adage uh, to let go and let God. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe it's, uh, could be embroidered, you know, on a pillow in your house, uh, it could be, uh, you know, on a bumper sticker on your car. Uh, and it is, it's a clever way of reminding, uh, all of us that, uh, you know, we're never really in charge and, uh, and it, you know, compels us to have faith and trust more in God's plans for us than any plans that we could, uh, imagine for ourselves. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite Bible verses is, uh, Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll tell you great thing, great and unsearchable things that you do not know, which is, you know, kind of in the same zone of, uh, of let go and let God. But I have to be honest, I've never really liked the whole let go and let God thing because even though it's very similar to my favorite Bible verse, but because it's always kind of struck me a little bit as like concessionary, you know, like it's a, it's a call to not just giving up control, but just kind of giving up effort, you know, which is, is something I don't think Jesus really had in mind. Um, and, 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 and that's why I'm so excited for today's guest. Today's guest is someone who personifies the hard work of surrender, the effort that it takes to give yourself over to God every day with every act, uh, every relationship, in every sense, which is very active. There's nothing passive about it at all. Uh, this guy who I just recently met so blessedly uh, in life here is someone who inspires me and I know he's gonna inspire you with the active intention and the work of surrender and being the ultimate reflection of God's love uh, and grace and not a projection of anything else, anything else, uh, and which takes effort and it takes constant attention. Uh, which he just, uh, he's so wonderful. He exudes it enthusiastically uh, in his faith, uh, the faith of those lucky enough to be around him uh, through his through his mission work, through his myriad small groups, which is actually how we met, um, with his with his great wife, his three his three kids. And so, anyway, let's get right to it because this guy's a man of action uh, and 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 of active surrender. Uh, let's meet today's manna man, Mr. Jack Rats. Hey, Jack. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Thanks again for having me on MANA. Your, your words are, are, first and foremost, I want the audience to know it's, 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 I'm humbled by, by your kind words, your, your words of grace. And, and the only reason that, that what comes out of me is all because of the saving grace mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. That, that atoning blood, that power is, mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. And, and it's transformative sanctification, right? It's it's a journey, which I'm happy to share today yeah. wow. some of my journey. Well, we are, I, I, amen, amen, amen. So we actually met. So for those uh, listeners of MANA, um, uh, you may have you may have heard Jack's voice already. So we did a we did a, a little a little mini series um, a few months back now with uh, our dear friend uh, Todd Johnson yes. and his brilliant idea around grip, which was these. It was a little four-episode jaunt 
that talked about uh, small groups. That was a, that was the G. By the way, for those listening, this is a commercial for Grip. So if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen to these four episodes. So G was for for small groups. Uh, R was for reading your Bible. I was, was for investing, in, and then the P was for prayer. And you were the featured guest for small groups. So that's kind of how we met. Yes, uh, and we may get into it a little bit today, just for those of you who didn't catch it the first time around. But I kind of want to talk about you. You know, man is all about about men of faith uh, and, and kind of the journey that we've all kind of gone through individually. So let's, let's and, and, and you know, I, I don't even, I'm not going to fake it. Like, I don't know a little bit of your story, but you do have a very, uh, a very, um, I think, profound story of coming into your faith mm. and coming in and, and really kind of meeting Jesus. So let's maybe start there and then we'll kind of go backwards and forwards, but talk a little bit about how you, uh, how you kind of came into your, into your faith because it was that it was a pretty pretty neat time in your life and and as I said, you know as we say you know God there's no there's no luck there's no chance not at all uh, at all in God's work and so there was a very intentional uh, way that you guys uh, that you and Jesus met so why don't you tell let's start there so true so true Jeff so you said something in the introduction that that just caught my attention surrendered right so I was living a life that was absolutely the complete opposite of surrendered. I was living my life, my way, selfishly, came up, my parents, and, and credit to them, they did their best, they came to faith in Jesus Christ in, in their time in life where I was already well exposed to the ways of the world. So alcohol, pornography, the, just sexual immorality in, in general, and, and they they did their best to encourage you to go to church. It was like I was too far along in life. Mm. Um, and, and they respected that and, and realized that a relationship with God is personal, right? They couldn't force it. They, they couldn't demand it mm-hmm. or threaten it, even though at times it felt that way. Mm. So how I view myself when I was unsurrendered is I had to go and figure it out. The prodigal son. Let him go. Yeah, we support you. We love you, and and support in a loving way, not in a sinful way. But I I got married early. Uh, at first, let's back up. I, I went into the military, and that was for all the wrong reasons because the party was awesome, <laughs> and you could go and have a fun time. Mm-hmm. And and then shortly in my military career, actually right at boot camp, was married. Mm. But again, for all the wrong reasons. Mm. So it was actually through that marriage and, and some other life events that I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, without a doubt, the Holy Spirit was intervening. Mm. And I didn't even know what I was asking people for. So I was at the lowest of low, involved with alcohol, looking at a divorce, um, it broke just at the bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. right? And I started asking people just to pray for me. Hmm. Even, I, I, even without growing up really with a lot of faith tradition, you just kind of knew instinctively to ask for that? And I wouldn't say instinctively. Again, credit to my parents mm-hmm. and, and my grandparents that um, they made sure that they would drag us to church <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. They always sent us to Bible yeah. camp. So, so you knew it was a thing. So the seed was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. The seed was there just at the time. It was on. It was just shallow yeah. soil, if there was soil at all. Mm. 
So I did. I, I, was, I was like, I know my, my parents, every time I talk to my grandma, I'm praying for you, Jack. Mm. Okay, so let me start asking people for prayer. Maybe yeah. that's the silver bullet, the sure. magic to turn my life around. Yeah, yeah. Little did I know what God had in store, what exactly that meant. And it's not turning your life around, it's turning your life into Christ mm-hmm. to be transformed. Yeah. And and it's a lifelong process, but it was it was right before I was going to be deployed. I, uh, again, I started going to church for all the wrong reasons. It was of selfish motivation. And when I sat under the word of God, it just wrecked me. Hmm. It did. There was not a Sunday. I went four Sundays before I was deployed back in 2000. And there was not a Sunday. I was not walking out of there. Just a mess, just crying and bawling. And, and it was actually that four Sunday, um, that this was down South in Jacksonville, Florida the the good old bible belt and and altar calls are important i'm (laughs) thankful for them that's how i come to faith in jesus but it wasn't an altar call that sunday morning they asked if people needed prayer wow that's great if i can ask and and they were friends that i was asking for for prayer but if i can do that with friends i was i guess brave enough if you'll Mm -hmm. call it even that to raise my hand and ask for prayer and and that's when a senior gentleman came down. Um, I, I think I said in the grip episode that, that he was as old as Methuselah. <laughs> what I love is that when we go to our eternal home with God, mm-hmm. that he, he will remember me. And I think God will make that connection where, where we can celebrate in him mm-hmm. as now brothers in Christ. Um, because it was, it was that question. If, if I knew Jesus Christ, that, mm-hmm turned it all around yeah and it's so cool and and and, and I, I love that story the timing of it then so then you're you're deployed and so now you're <clears throat> you know you're thousands of miles away from 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 the family and all these people that it was like it was the best send-off ever you mm-hmm. know they sent you off with that with that seed and and and, it, and as much as it transformed you and and for the rest of your life what's also it was the gift i think to your parents to your your grandmother to the to the old guy mm-hmm. because it gave them the opportunity to 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 sort of dispatch that prayer on you you know and that's i think as the community and as we're all hopefully blessed enough to be surrounded by people like you and it is that it it you get it's such a cliche but you give and the giving is in fact you get so much back you know mm-hmm. it's this it's very much back and forth you know yeah well said you really see the fruits of your prayer here you know mm-hmm. we're not always going to see the fruits of our prayers of our labors here on earth mm-hmm. i i just don't think because it's so broken right so in those glimpses like you say where where people are praying and, and you can see fruits it's it's for great celebration in yeah. the lord I guess another point I would make is if you have audience, people in your lives that you just think they're unreachable for Christ, please don't give up on them. Mm-hmm. Continue to pray. Continue to to sow seeds of encouragement and of love and especially of God's word. You know, my grandma, um, um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a, a life verse because that's every letter every time we spoke it was always proverbs 3 5 and 6 so i i knew it yeah you know that that was i didn't understand it but she knew 
that the word God's word will not come back void. Oh, yeah. And it, it was a seed in there that was able to take root and, and became then foundation mm-hmm. as when I was first saved, it went from bad. I would argue and debate that it went from bad to worse. Mm. So I got in some trouble that opened my eyes and that really that was the Holy spirit. Okay. You've, you've received me. Let me just open your eyes to this. Cause this, this isn't okay anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Owned it. Yeah. Part of, part of being a Christ follower is to be responsible and own it and sin is sin and repent of it. But then there's consequences. So dealt with those consequences, had the blessing of being in a Bible study. But if it wasn't for that Bible study, that core group while we were deployed in 2000, when I got the letter that, hey, I'm leaving, I'm divorcing you, there's somebody else in the picture, mm-hmm. I, I would have spiraled yeah, again. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that foundation was being laid. Yeah. I was on the rock. Yeah. And even though, you know, things were, the storm was raging and everything was crazy, if I wouldn't have been standing on the rock, it, it would have been. Totally, totally. And I think that is, and I'm sure there's a much better way of saying what I'm going to try to say. And mm. There's probably even scripture that says it, but it's like your faith doesn't relieve problems in your life. It doesn't take them away. It 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 steals you. It fortifies you with the ability to deal with them, you know? Amen. And, and if not for faith, yeah, like what, it, like how would you have ever, you know, kind of gone through it? I also think what you're saying about, about you know, with the people that interceded, for you and, and our opportunities to intercede for others. I think the idea of intercessions, mm-hmm. something that we relegate to, to Mary or our guardian angels or, or whatever, which is awesome. It's so great. But sometimes I feel like that it almost, it almost makes it seem like only those super, super holy people, you know, who have all died yeah. <laughs> can intercede can actually like vouch for you. And oh. and that's so not true. Like we can do that for each other. Totally. You can pray for, you know, the, the brothers or the, or the, or the, or the, or the friends or the coworkers, you know? And I think that's such a, I don't think we necessarily think of ourselves as able to intercede um, in, on behalf of others. I would, I would completely agree that I, and, and I'll, I'll just confess here that I don't do enough of it. Mm. Um, in the moment, but that that long term intercessory prayer, I, I don't mm-hmm. have established. Um, you know, right now, dear, uh, uh, I believe a brother. Um, he's he's really wrestled with his faith with Christ, and he's he's been on the Ensenada mission trip that we go on on a regular basis. But his son just decided to join the army, went through Ranger School, doing great, and he's now in Afghanistan. Mm. so when it's when it's right here and it's real wow. i've been praying for him yeah right but protection's great and in the physical protection is i don't know where this young man is in his relationship with jesus mm. so the prayer shouldn't just stop at god keep him safe you are his shelter you are his fortress keep him protected much more so god if this is is what your time to really bring him into your fold, mm-hmm. then your will be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in long term, follow up with them and 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 all that, and and that's where um, you know, when I was first saved, it was just it was beautiful because although I had different stuff going on, 
it was just me and Jesus on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And, and I try and replicate that day in and day out. And, and for those that are listening, it should be a huge difference. The days that you meet with Jesus and grow in that relationship and it's intentional, right? Going back to let go and let God, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. You can't let go. Yeah. You always should be hanging on yeah, to yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. Grafted into the vine, John fifteen. We're grafted in for a reason, mm-hmm. and it and it's to grow. So, my point is, you should see a distinct difference the days that you spend with Jesus, and hopefully that's seven days a week, three sixty five, in the days that you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think of so many people that you have blessed with your with your story and your just your enthusiasm for for Christ, and and I think um, you know three of the luckiest people on this planet for it are your boys, mm. and so they've they've never known another version of of Jack yeah. of of Dad. What's it like? Because they're at great stages. You know, you're catching them, and one of the questions that we're going to ask at the end of this little episode is about advice, but, and so not necessarily advice that you're giving, but how do you think of that as a dad? And you've got these three, you know, you got these three prospects here, (laughs) you know, you got three, three prospects for Christ on the bench here. Like how do you, and your wife obviously plays a big role in it, but what, what's it like raising these, these little, you know, future men of Christ? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and just as you say it, it, it's, it's heavy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they don't come with instructions. It, there, there's certainly scripture. Parents out there, look at the scriptures about being a parent. Husband, wives, you know, there's scripture mm-hmm. for all the different, um, I don't want to say roles because that just seems to minimize it so much because they're so important, right? Mm-hmm. But as, as husbands, um, for the wives, there's scripture, but then for parents as well of, of how to, Bring them up in the instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. When they wake up, when they go to bed, to be speaking about God's word. Mm-hmm. So I try to be as intentional as I can that in moments, okay, what does what does God's word say about this? Yeah, right. You know, we always try to bring it back to God's mm-hmm. word. Do you think at all about so like with your folks, you know, they kinda they kinda rolled the dice a little bit mm-hmm. and had faith and it worked. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and those seeds, like you said, they were planted and it just had to do with, you know, your own soil and being able to kind of, is it, do you have the same, what's different maybe about, about as you look, not better or worse, but just with your, um, with your boys, you know, are, are you doing things to, um, cause I always feel like I'm hedging the bat, you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always like, yep, I know it's all, everyone's got to come to it on their own for real, but I'm trying to like stack the deck <laughs> as much as I right, can. Right. So do you feel like, are, are, do you have that same kind of confidence that your folks had or are you, are you trying to be a little bit maybe more, you know, active in the, in the, you know, leading the witness a little bit uh, on the path? Yeah. My wife and I are much more active. Yeah. So how yeah. we're blessed, it's, it's, it's a different journey. Right, so my parents actually came to faith after my brother and I were born. Mm. So, so we were already, oh gosh, and and I would have to really ask them the timeline. Um, but I recall late elementary, really going into middle middle school. Okay. So again, my family dynamic on my side, we did, we did, we just do, we we struggle. There's been struggle with alcohol. There's been struggle with marriage. There's many struggles uh, of the way of the world. So I was exposed to all that. 
thought that that's what life is. Mm -hmm. And then to undo that, especially in a child's heart is, is very difficult. Right. So, so Lynn and I have been very blessed that we are solid in our faith. Jesus is everything. Jesus is, is what, when we talk about what we would die for, defend, or just debate, Mm. that's a die for, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I've had dear brothers, and, and just a quick, I'll tie this all together. In 2001, I did a mission trip to Romania. And um, I sat and I listened to the testimony of, of Pop. His name was Pops. And he, at that time, was oh, probably in his 70s. So he had experienced under communism being tied, being bound on a chair with his wife behind him with the threat that they would put a bullet in her head if he didn't renounce Christ. Mm. And I decided right then and there that, that I want to be that man. That if it if it comes down to it, mm. my trust, my surrendered heart yeah. is Christ and not just mine. So when we start talking about family, it, it gets heavy. Yeah. Right. Because that's full trust, right? It is. God, you are you are Lord and Savior of me, my wife, and and to this point, our boys, they will profess that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. So we have to trust in that. To tie it back into, we're blessed, is that we started instilling that into them, reading Bible, having them memorize Scripture from infancy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we have our oldest on video. Um, saying john uh 14 6 mm. and it's just i and the way yeah. the truth and a wife um almost like bugs bunny for yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or elmer yeah, fudd yeah. um and it just blesses our heart right yeah. but with that now that they're starting to grow you're seeing different sure. influences yeah. of the world but we can talk through that right and, and we don't have to just talk about it from opinion right we can dig into god's word and say, look, look mm-hmm. you're professing Jesus is your Lord and Savior. This is what your heavenly Father is saying. Mm-hmm. And and I've been completely humble and, and honest with them that I'm going to screw up. Yeah. I still deal with this flesh, yeah. the sin of this flesh, my selfishness, and all that comes with that. God's perfect. Mm-hmm. So to have that conversation and, and to point them to the eternal source of of where not only is their forgiveness but where they're going to spend eternity yeah that's a gift it's priceless it's a priceless gift to be able to give to your kids totally and 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 so much i think sometimes as parents we forget that you know our, our our kids are only they only know what what I mean, for at least for the for the for the time that we have them, they only know what they're surrounded by, mm-hmm. and so you kind of do. It's all about the source material, and so if they're walking around the house and they're seeing a lot of externals, or they're they're sitting down to, to a meal and nothing starts until you pray. I mean, that's all they know, and right. so yeah, they're gonna as we all you know we all grow up and they're gonna get exposed to different things. But yeah, that foundation and setting is such a 
and it's such a gift for us to be able to to try to do that for our kids you know and uh, have them grow up what about for you growing up you know and and i understand you know you came to kind of the fully sort of maturation of faith later but you know we talk a lot on on man about role models and men Mm -hmm. who have shaped and you know with uh, you know, we talked about your parents, but were there some, were there other guys, guys especially, you know, teachers or coaches that, as you look back, they were also part of the kind of the seed planting, you know, that yeah. that kind of shaped you as a as a younger man. Absolutely, and and I'm glad that you're asking the question because, I, again, I think it was a divine intervention. I think the Holy Spirit. I didn't know an audience I didn't. Jeff did not front load me with any of these questions <laughs> for me to have answers prepared. So this is literally the Holy Spirit just moving on our hearts to use our mouthpiece for his honor and glory. So I'll, I'll share that disclaimer before giving my answer of as I was preparing to come over here and thinking of my testimony and who has been influential I thought of a couple men specifically. So, so one of the first is his name's Tommy Mallard still lives West side of Jacksonville. Um, (laughs) when the family and I went down to a vacation to St. Augustine, we, we, I set up to be with him and his wife and, and one of their two boys were able to, uh, join us one of the nights. Uh But anyways, I, I share Tommy Mallard's name because he was absolutely influential. So I come back from deployment my wife's with another man and I start um, doing my research of what's going on. You know, I'm begging for her back because I believe that's what Christ is calling me to do. Mm. And it's just not being received. And um, another person tells me, Hey, do you know that they're going to church over here? So I called the pastor of the church. And at that time it was Tommy Mallard Mm. and he had no idea. And, um, I, I think that day, in fact, he he wanted to meet with me, wow. and that started our relationship. Cool. So, and he just poured into my life in such a way that that I'll I'll never forget. He brought me right into his family. Yeah. Um, he encouraged me to be a mentor to his boys as he mentored me. I mentored his boys. Um, we'd get together and work out. Um, it was just awesome. He's he's a big strong dude, <laughs> as well, and just loves working out. And yeah. we do mixed martial arts and all kinds of cool stuff. That's cool. But it was always centered on Christ. Yeah. So we'd be getting on the bench press to do a bench competition to see who could push the most weight. <laughs> and and he's quoting Second Timothy to his kids <laughs> that, hey, this is all good, yeah. but this, this kind of exercise pales in comparison yeah. to working out your spiritual... Your, um, and I'm I'm just blanking on Second yeah. Timothy right now. What a cool right guy. Now. That's yeah. awesome. That's so, so that was my role model. And of course, this is so married, divorced. Um, God has not brought Lynn into my life at this point, so I'm single. Hmm. And and these are just again seeds and, and men that God used in my life to prepare, really for His second chance, if you will, hmm. for my my marriage with my wife Lynn mm-hmm. and and our three wonderful boys. Yeah. So that was one. Yeah. Uh, Tim Ziddle. We're just in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They are missionaries in Belize. Wow. And uh, he is married to his beautiful wife, uh, Jennifer Ziddle. They have one one boy that they God blessed them to have together. And then their um, 
had to count all the kids. <laughs> the, the three others are all adopted. Oh, great. Oh, but again, so they poured into Lynn and I early into our marriage. Actually, we were newly married and, and we were just tight. Yeah. Um, so that's actually where our heartbeat for groups okay. really c- came from. Yeah. Is that we would just get together with them and then a couple other people and pour into each other. That when we moved here to Minnesota, we we're like, we want to replicate this. We want our house mm-hmm. open. We want to be part of groups. And, and like I shared in that episode, that came from our small group, which is our Bible study group, but then a marriage group and other mm-hmm. Bible study through Todd. And, and we yeah. just really value doing life together with yeah. others. So great. And such great examples, too. I mean, like I said in the intro, you're just somebody who is very, you're honoring your relationship with Jesus by continuing to work on it. And even as you talk about these role models, because a lot of times I think when we, when we think of role models, it's, again, a little bit more of a passive thing, like, oh, I watched him do this, or he did this for me, or she did this for me or to me. And what you just described was was a very active nurturing of a relationship, you yeah. know, and not just letting it go as like, hey, he's a great guy, you know, we go lift or whatever. It's like, no, you're, it's a, and so I think that's just a, a great example of it. And also, as I'm just thinking, you know, our, our listenership in, in Florida and Tennessee better go up big now because you Amen. gave some, some major shout outs. <laughs> some Amen. Good guys Amen. Oh, well, we could talk all day long. We're already, I can't believe we've already been talking as long as we have. So we better get to the fun segment here. So this is the, uh, part of the show uh, where we ask the same three questions of every guest and we've been so blessed with so many answers uh, over the last you know five seasons now and so I, I can't I can't wait for for years here so a uh, fun segment question number one uh, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning uh, there in your lovely uh, town of Dayton Minnesota yes. there and just wanted to hang out for the day and you got a whole day with Jesus what are you gonna do with him Wow so many questions but i guess just top of mind and holy spirit guide me i wouldn't want to make it about me Mm -hmm. you know just being so inspired by dallas jenkins in the in the chosen episodes that he's rolling out that um you know and, and it's just repeated in these episodes so many times not my will but your will lord be done so i i would really want to know jesus what you already know what 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 (laughs) what do you want to do (laughs) yeah what the plan is right yeah yeah. so i just want to be part of that yeah that's great if if his grace and it's not if it his grace is extended to us in that way and he welcomes us yeah to to join in that plan in his will to love others to further his kingdom to bring about salvation that salvation message to others and and that's what i would want to do yeah i, I think um and not selfish because there will be no more sin in, in heaven but question and answers and and all that we're curious about and all that we have eternity to do that yeah. we, gotta, we have a lot of work to do the harvest is is plentiful but the laborers are few so i definitely want to be a laborer mm-hmm. um, i love that that's and it's also very appropriate to the even surrendering down to the day it's yeah. like all right well let's 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 your will be done i love that all right fun segment question number two if you uh could go to church with another guy okay mm-hmm. uh living or dead famous or not you could know him you could not know him 
Um, but you're, you're, you're going to church and it's going to be with another guy. Who are you going to go to church with? Oh, so many pop into my mind. And, and I guess I would lean with somebody that I've been inspired by over the years and, and just early in my faith really dug in. And, and this is somebody that doesn't just come with milk and cookies. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they bring the, the meat yeah. fest. Um, <laughs> and I think of Charles Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I would listen to his sermons yeah. and I've, I've read a number of his books and, and he was just so influential either, either that or, um, like CS Lewis, Oh yeah. but there too, I think I'd be very nervous with CS Lewis <laughs> because he is so cerebral. I mean, in a, oh, in a divine way, so oh. cerebral that just think of screw tape letters, right? Oh, amazing. I mean, that yeah. just, I know a lot of it just shoots right over my simpleton mind. Um, No, I, that both, both would be um, companions that would just like, you know, you think of things that like, um, like spices that, mm. that, that make food taste that much better or, or things that just amplify. And I think both of those would just be, they'd take a, they'd take kind of your normally divine mass or normally divine church service and just like, take it up to another notch oh yes so great yeah cool seasoning salted they those two men are salt of the earth without a doubt they didn't lose their saltiness totally all right last question fun segment question number three uh and you can draw on personal uh experience here because you've had uh many opportunities to do this but if you could give a piece of advice one piece of advice to a younger man Mm. um you know and, and maybe you know thinking of yourself maybe back in the day uh, um, you know, kind of further upstream about living a life uh, like yours of of confident faith. You know, uh, um, uh, what would that what would that one piece of advice be to a younger man? Yeah, so an, a younger man, and perhaps maybe even early in the f- in faith, um, you have to be intentional. Hmm. You ha- it's a must. If you think that you can read through the Bible and then, yep, I got it, you'll drift. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, the drift is not in the direction of Jesus. So it, it is, it's lifelong. Sanctification is a journey. And, and to be sanctified and, and transformed, we have to be engaged. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not a one way. Oh, Jesus, I'll, yeah. I'll lob a couple prayers and you do your thing. And, and when I need you, I'll ring you up. Jeremiah 33, three, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not active faith. Mm-hmm. So, so I would encourage a young man to be engaged um, and not just leave him out there. Uh, Jack, what does that look like? Get into the gospel of John. Matter of fact, do you want to read the gospel of John together? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on a, on a weekly, bi-weekly, once a month basis, whatever that, that frequency looks like, let's, let's break it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I would want to give that gift back to a young man because that's what I was gifted with. Yeah, so that, true. That's what God orchestrated in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I want to do for others. Yeah, so. no, it's so great. And I think you're absolutely right that sometimes, you know, when we, we celebrate uh, and we should, but when we celebrate free will, mm-hmm. you know, this idea yeah. of free will, sometimes we lean too much on the first word and not on the second because you have to have will. Yeah. It, it can't be 
you, you can't be unintentional. Right. And I think that's a great piece of advice to give somebody. Well said. Jack Ratz, thank you so much for, uh, for being here. Thank you, brother. Thanks for being here. Always a privilege. Thank, thank you, you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.